Welcome to Matthew's World of Wine and Drink, an educational podcast dedicated to teaching you all about the wines of the world, the different grape varieties, the different regions, and the history and culture of wine. This is the fourth episode on my series of favourite producers, where I just look at some of my favourite producers from around the world who have um, inspired me when I visited them and have been really important in the development of their region. The fourth producer that I'm going to look at in this episode is G.D. Vira from Barolo. And I visited the winery um, back in 2014, so just over six years ago now. And it's a wonderful experience. It's a very family-orientated winery. It's established by Aldo Vira back in 1971, and it's still family-run and family-owned. And it's a very Italian family experience visiting there. Aldo has four children, and we were taken around by his youngest daughter. She was only 18 at the time, and actually had no interest in uh, joining the winery directly. Uh, She was just about to go to university to study chemistry. But she had a really uh, intimate knowledge of the family's history and is very passionate and enthusiastic about it. And it's a wonderful experience being, being taken around by a family member. And we also met um, the oldest son, Giuseppe, who is extremely friendly and helpful and courteous and added to the experience a really wonderful immersion in that Vira family. But of course, that's all irrelevant if the wines aren't good. And I re- But I really love the wines of Vira. There's a real consistency to them. They're not overpriced. So for Barolo, they're quite approachable in their price. And we'll look at the wines in a bit more detail. And there's a real range as well. And also a lot of experimentation. Um, so it's not completely traditional. It certainly has a strong connection with the history of Barolo and Piemonte in general. But there's been um, a lot of experimentation and modernization to make sure that the wines keep up with modern trends and modern winemaking. So a little bit of history of Vira. So Aldo Vira, um, he actually took part in the, the counterculture protests in 1968 in Torino, or Turin. And he was just 15 at the time. And so his parents uh, sent him to the countryside to kind of keep him safe and away from trouble um, in Barolo, uh, where he stayed with family members. And that's where he really fell in love with wine and winemaking. And not just winemaking, but viticulture as well. A very strong connection to the land where the vines are grown and where the wine is coming from. And he started making his own wine in 1971, so he was just 18. And the winery has developed since then uh, with estate vineyards, organically farmed, and um, part of the changing trends in Barolo. And now um, his, four, his children are taking over with Giuseppe in charge, so continuing with the family. So what's the style of wines like for um, Vira? They're really a combination of traditional and modern. So Aldo started making wine at a turning point in Barolo's history, and his family did advise against him becoming a winemaker and joining the wine industry because they didn't think there was any money in it, which is probably true. And also at that point, Barolo was a diff- difficult point in its history. Uh, there had been a succession of bad vintages, and, wi- and winemaking really wasn't as modern as it as it could have been. It's still very traditional, and that kind of reflected the fact that Barolo was quite old-fashioned and not particularly dynamic. There was certainly a small number of producers who were intent on changing Barolo and neighbouring Barbaresco, which was quite obscure at that time, and making them more modern and more international. And Aldo was one of those young, dynamic winemakers uh, determined to make the best Barolo he could that was more accessible and more approachable. And so the late 70s and early early 1980s saw Barolo modernise with the introduction of small French barrels and a fruitier, more extractive style, which was more international, and that was replacing old Slavonian oak casks and the really intense tannic structure to the wines, which could take 
decades to evolve and soften, so these wines weren't particularly approachable, even the very good ones that could take 10, 20 years before you could actually really drink them. But this new modern style, uh, which kind of became very fashionable in the 80s and 90s, arguably made Barolo quite homogenous and just like wines from elsewhere in the world. So some producers remained traditional, kind of defying that modernization, while others went for a half and half, using a mixture of small French oak and large Slavonian oak, and that's kind of the route that Vira took, although now their top wines are mostly large uh, Slavonian oak casks, because what that trend for modern winemaking did was really teach winemakers in Barolo how to use the modern techniques with temperature control, the length of the maceration, and just about how much tannin to extract, and trying to make the wines a bit more approachable when they're young, and realising that you could still use some of the old traditional large oak casks, uh, but not necessarily extract as much tannin, and still have the wines being approachable, but not um, that modern, homogenous style completely. And so that's the style of Vira. The wines are very elegant, approachable, but still with the tannin and restraint of traditional Barolos. They're not overtly fruity or extracted, uh, very balanced wines. And they make a lot of different wines, uh, four different Barolo. Three of them are single vineyard. So that's another example of uh, Vira's modern approach, as the concept of single vineyard wines only really began in the 1960s. There's another one, Albe, which means sunrise, and that's a blend of the three vineyards. And I think that's one of the best value Barolos out there. Sells for around $45, which, you know, is an expensive wine, but Barolo can be a lot more expensive than that. And this wine is also very approachable when it's young. I think the latest release is 2016. A four-year-old wine can be quite difficult to drink, still very, very tannic and not particularly open. But Albi has a very expressive, attractive floral aromas, which uh, make it more approachable when young. So you can drink it when it's young and it's not too expensive either. So it's called Albe because the three slopes of the vineyards that the grapes come from have different aspects and elevation. And that gives uh, the farmers, the family, the chance to see the sunrise three different times in a day. And this is aged in Slavonian oak of different sizes. So let's look at the three different vineyards that uh, Vira owns for Barolo. Uh, Rivera is south of Barolo and extends into the Novello commune. Uh, the soils are a mixture of marl, clay and limestone. Elevation 320 to 340 metres, and the grapes are picked in the middle of the Nebbiolo harvest, which is the second week of October, more or less. And that sees 26 to 32 months in Slavonian oak, and it produces quite a powerful wine, with red fruits and graphite, and also quite austere, so this is a wine which is going to benefit from some ageing. Coste de Rosé is to the east of the village on sandier soils, which produce silky tannins, and that uh, receives a bit more aging, three years in Slavonian oak. So this one's a bit smoother, less austere, with a really nice tannic structure. And then there's Brico della Viole, so-called because the violets on the south-facing slope blossom before anywhere else in the region, and that's to the west of Barolo. And it's also higher up as well, 400 to 480 metres in elevation, which means it's above the fog. And the sunrise is the earliest of these vineyards, and sunset the last and this means that it's one of the last vineyards to be picked, mid to late October. And also the vines uh, date back to 1949, which is adding uh, concentration and structure to the wines. And the ageing of Brico della Viole uh, does vary according to the vintage, usually between 30 and 42 months, so quite a, a range according to the vintage. And also large Slavonian oak, and this produces quite a floral nose, and red fruit aromas as well, and really refined tannins. Um, all those three wines are delicious. I think the Brico 
Stella Delle Viola is my favourite, uh, just because it has that elegance and that floral, really attractive nose, but a nice tannic structure as well. And then there's another Nebbiolo, which is really interesting. I tried it for the first time last year. It's called Claret JC. And this is based on an old method of making Nebbiolo dating back to 1606. And for a long time, the tradition of Nebbiolo was to make it in a lighter, fresher style with even a bit of spritz. So to make the wine approachable and drinkable when young, rather than a really serious tannic Barolo, which take decades to age. And so in contrast to Barolo, uh, which in the case of Vira can be macerated for up to 45 days. The maceration for the Claret is only 8 days, so a lighter, much less tannic wine. And it is designed to be drunk young, uh, the latest vintage is 2019, so they're already releasing the last harvest. And it can be served slightly chilled, 14 to 16 degrees. So think of this as um, a little like Beaujolais, it's 20% whole cluster. It's a really pretty red fruits, very smooth, very approachable, and just that slight chill on it as well. And maybe even a slight uh, sweetness to it as well to give it a bit more richness. Not much uh, of it made, uh, so if you do find it, but snap it up because it's a very approachable, fun wine. And then also unusually, fire and make Fraser. And Fraser is a grape variety uh, local to Piemonte. And it's very closely related to Nebbiolo, but it's even more tannic. So it's quite a difficult grape to make wine from because the tannins are so intense and in your face uh, that it can be just like chewing on a grape skin. And so traditionally it was often made sweet or sparkling to kind of offset the tannins. Avira have been making Fraser since 1989. Uh, their wine is called Cai, meaning who is, because it's like, what is this grape? Uh, the grapes come from estate vineyards. And the oldest were planted in 1980 by Aldo on the border with uh, Brico delle Viole. And so, again, a sense of his experimentation, but also working with a very traditional grape variety, but trying to make it approachable and drinkable. And this is aged for 26 months in large oak casks. And th this wine is absolutely superb. It's one of the favourites of this range that Fira make. And it is tannic, it is big, it's robust, but there's a gorgeous fruitiness to it as well, and, and floral and pretty. It's a very serious, intense wine, but at the same time, it has that approachable fruitiness to it, so they do a really great job of managing those tannins. Again, this wine, not too much of it made, and it's relatively expensive as well, but uh, well worth trying. Or, and if you get your hands on any Fraser, there's a little bit of it made, I would recommend doing so, because it's something quite unusual, but very historic and traditional. And then, like most Piemonte producers, Vira make Barbera and Dolcetto, other classic Piemonte varieties. So there's a Barbera d'Alba, there's a Barbera d'Alba Superiore, so it's aged for a little bit longer. Dolcetta d'Alba, and there's also um, a Dolcetto from called Coste e Fazzati, which is two vineyards, which Aldo, uh, which are really good Barolo vineyards, which Aldo grafted Dolcetto vines onto two, onto those sites, um, Coste di Verde and Fazzati, with the aim of creating Dolcetto with the power and structure to age. So Dolcetto is a difficult grape variety to work with because it has high tannins but low acidity. And so getting that structure and balance right is very hard. So it really needs a good quality vineyard for a balanced ripening. So you have the tannic structure, but still maintaining the fresh acidity. And Vira do a great job with this wine. This is a um, very approachable wine when young, but it's got that tannic structure, but it's also got the freshness. So this wine can age um, certainly a little bit longer than Dolcetto generally does. Then there's also Mus Moscato d'Asti, which is a gorgeous, um, sweet, floral, perfumed, very pretty wine. Just 45 to 5% alcohol, 
quite sweet, so it's rich, but very pretty as well. And this retails in the US for about $20, and is a great example of Moscato Dasty, just sweet and fresh and delicious. More unusually, Vira also make Riesling, which Aldo planted in 1985, which is the oldest Riesling in Piemonte. The name of their Riesling is Petrocine, which means the roots into the stone, just indicating that Riesling is very inclined towards rocky soils and that it will that its roots will go down into those rocky soils and still thrive, unlike other grape varieties. And uh, so this is very unusual to find Riesling in Piemonte, but it's a, it's a very good Riesling with high acidity and a nice lean structure, but a bit fruitier than um, German examples, perhaps. Uh, but it is planted at higher elevation to prolong that growing season and get nice cool conditions. And then finally, like a lot of Barolo producers, Vira make a Chinato. So this is an aromatized wine based on the Albe, the Albe Barolo. So it's 85% Albe, but the rest of it is a secret recipe, and that's usually the case for Chinato. And it, but it's made from alpine flowers and herbs and roots, and also some orange peel from Sicily. So alcohol is 18%, which is quite high, but it's not fortified. That's uh, coming from the aromatization process, which is concentrating the alcohol by, with the herbs and the roots and the flowers, drawing some of the wine out so that alcohol gets concentrated. And Canato's a fantastic uh, style of aromatized wine, and it has that bitterness to it as well, which is coming from the herbs. A key ingredient is the bark of the cinchona tree, which is where quinine comes from, which is a key ingredient in tonic water, which of course gives the bitterness that goes so well with gin. Some of the wines can be a bit sweeter than others, but that bitterness and the tannic structure of uh, Nebbiolo uh, really gives it a drying sensation. And the Canato, made by Vara, is one of the best out there, I think, and that retails for about 60 or $70. So it is an expensive style because it is Barolo, and then there's the aromatization aging as well, which um, adds up the expense. Really worth trying, and that can be drunk as uh, an aperitif, but mostly as a digestif. That drying bitter sensation and also a little bit of sweetness, uh, perfectly for, perfect for cleansing the palate after a meal. So that's GD Vira, a producer that is definitely worth trying. Make a whole range of wines across the spectrum in Piemonte, really classic, but Barolo, great examples, not too expensive. And then the other wines as well, really good representations of Piemonte and the styles of wine made there, but also some very unusual wines like the Claret, the Riesling, and also um, the Fraser. So thank you for listening. This is Matthew, and this has been Matthew's World of Wine and Drink.